This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. Jesus himself said that nobody comes to God unless God himself is drawing them. Have you ever realized that we as finite, limited human beings would have no knowledge at all about the existence of God had God himself not chosen lovingly to make us aware? We would just be completely ignorant of it. Pastor Robert brings up an interesting point in today's message. If Jesus wasn't drawing us to him, we'd have no idea who he was or what he could do for us. Because Jesus loves us so much though, he is reaching out to each person on earth, inviting them into an intimate and amazing relationship with him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Chapter 10 says, There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man, one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. Let me stop right there and comment a couple of things just to to give you a, a little picture. The Italian regiment, it was called that because it was a group of 600 specially recruited soldiers. These would have been Roman citizens. They were actually recruited from Rome. You know, a lot of the Roman army, they were made up of people from all of the different nations that they ruled. If they subjugated a group of people, then those people, you know, could feasibly become Roman soldiers. These were Roman citizens, men who would be no question about it, loyal to Rome. They were specially selected because Caesarea was where the governor's palace was for that region, for Judea. It was a coastal area, and the Roman governor lived there and had these 600 men assigned to be there, a cohort. Sometimes we'll read about a cohort. That was 600 men. A Roman legion was 6,000. A cohort was 600. And then the centurions would be like the platoon sergeant that would be over groups of 100. So there would have been like six minimum there at Caesarea. And this guy, Cornelius, was one of them. He was an important guy. And we're told here several significant things about him. He was a man who feared God. Now, he was not Jewish. He was Italian. He was Roman. And yet he had come to understand that the Hebrew people were worshiping the one true God, the creator of heaven and earth. You know, the Romans, they had a whole hodgepodge of, you know, some of the Greek gods and whatever. And you understand they didn't worship one 
God. They were not monotheists. They were polytheists. But he'd come to understand something, and he prayed. Always. He gave alms, meaning that though he was not himself Hebrew, he was living among the Hebrews, and though they were really enslaved by the Romans, he was trying to be a blessing to them. He had a good reputation among them. He was always giving to their needs. He was ministering to them. He was known as someone who had a heart toward God. And yet, listen, maybe the way we would say it today, he was a good spiritual man, but he wasn't saved. He didn't know Jesus. He wasn't a Christian. Do you understand? This guy was like a lot of people that you see today. He probably went to the synagogue. He probably went to services, whatever. You know, the guy, you know, he went to church. He prayed. He gave money to the poor. He did all kinds of good things, but he had no relationship with God. He believed in God. He was searching. He was seeking, but he didn't know God. The cool thing is that we see in the Scriptures, and we'll see in just a minute, God working in that. Jesus makes a statement that's so profound. In John 6, Jesus Himself said that nobody comes to God unless God Himself is drawing them. Have you ever realized that we as finite, limited human beings would have no knowledge at all about the existence of God had God Himself not chosen lovingly to make us aware. We would just be completely ignorant of it. We'd have no clue, apart from the fact that God Himself has chosen, the way the Scriptures put it, He has placed eternity in our hearts. We know there's something more. You'll never encounter a human being, that down deep inside they don't have some little something that says there's more than this. This is not it. This is not all. There's more. There's more. Everybody has eternity in their hearts. And the Bible goes on to say that He has given to each human being a measure of faith. There's the ability to look beyond. There's that measure. All that we need of faith. The thing that I see here, and the thing that I've seen in people, and you've seen it, you've seen it in people around you, you've seen it in yourself. God blessed Cornelius with a hunger. We've talked about this before. It's something that I really believe the Lord wants us to grasp and understand and hold on to, because listen, there are people around you right now who have this same hunger, because God's doing that work in them. He's stirring them up inside, that, that little witness of Himself, eternity in their hearts. There's something unsettling. There's something going on causing them to ask questions, causing them to desire. If you're there, who are you? What are you like? Why don't you just talk to me? Why don't you just... There's something inside people around us. God drawing them, calling them toward Himself. You know, the Bible says that it's not His desire that any should perish. He doesn't want any human being to be separated from Him. But, but it's up to every human being to choose to embrace Him. The Bible says that He made a way through Jesus Christ for people to be reconciled to Himself. He didn't have to do that. He wasn't somehow obligated 
to build a bridge between himself and humanity. But he did. He opened a door so that people could enter into relationship, you know, sending his son to be executed in our place, to die on a cross and then rise again on the third day. He did that because he loves us, not because he was obligated to do anything. And he wants every human being to enter into a relationship with him. And so what he does is he will send circumstances. He will send difficulties. He'll send all kinds of things. And in his kindness toward us as human beings, the Bible says he draws us toward repentance. And that's what we see here with Cornelius. But I love the fact that as he's working in Cornelius, he's also working in Peter. Look at this. Verse 3 says that about the ninth hour of the day, so 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Cornelius is praying. That was a typical prayer time. He saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa. And send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He's lodging with Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. So when he had explained all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. The next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. It's about noon. He became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, while they prepared lunch, he fell into a trance. Now, the word that's used here, it's not like Peter all of a sudden, you know, his eyes roll back and, you know, he's whatever. The word that's used is the word that would be literally translated into English, ecstasy. I'll recommend a book. I rarely do that. But a man named Lester Sumrall, an old Pentecostal preacher who's gone to be with the Lord years ago, wrote a book about 20 or 30 years ago. That's the title of it, Ecstasy. Just a little paperback. I highly recommend it. What this is telling us is that it's the middle of the day. It's noon. Peter goes up on the roof. He just wants to get alone to pray. And as he's spending time with the Lord, all of a sudden he's there, and the presence of the Lord is so powerful in his worship. He's so aware of God's presence there with him, that the only description that works is ecstasy. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you joined us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will be back with another message from God's Word soon. But in the meantime, we'd like to invite you to visit our website, MainThingRadio.com, and like our Facebook page. Keep up to date on everything happening at Main Thing Radio and receive a dose of encouragement right on your newsfeed. Right now, we'd like to take a minute to tell you how you can support the ministry of Main Thing Radio. We are blessed to be a part of God's kingdom advancement through these broadcasts, but just as with any ministry, there are significant costs involved. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with us in our continuing ministry here at Main Thing Radio? This month, we have a special thank you gift. For any donation of $15 or more, we'll send you a copy of Cold Case Christianity. A homicide detective investigates the claims of the gospel by J. Warner Wallace. This gift is yours as our way of saying thank you for your donation to Main Thing Radio. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate at the top of the page. 
From all of us at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for joining us for today's message. Be sure to tune in again right here on Main Thing Radio.